0: Welcome to the weekly message from Rhema Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. It's a place to have a relationship with your wife. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, that we're not slaves to fear. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Brother Andy. That was awesome, brother. Uh, this time I won't forget. You can be seated. The first time I'd like to share the, um, the standing part because we were doing it, so it held us up a bit longer. Just on the not being a uh, slave to fear. I was a slave to fear up until about six and a half years ago. I think yours is on. (laughs) But um, praise the Lord that he actually got to me through my wife's prayers. She was praying for me for about six months before I got saved uh, because we were about to be divorced. Uh, My children hated me because I was not a nice person because I lived in the world. And I, my fear was being a fear of failure. Um, I grew up in a really neglectful relationship with my father and my family. I did it, ha- did it hard on my own. But um, as a truck driver I travel a little bit and there's a small town about two and a half, three hours west of here called Moore and there's a big industrial pipe on the side of the road and someone had painted on it in bright pink and black, read John 3:16. And I knew that it was a scripture from the Bible. I didn't know what it was, because I'd never, you know, never really read it. So I searched it out. And what I first struck was that, for God so loved the world. And I was the world. And I couldn't understand how someone could love me because I'd never felt it. I didn't know what a father's love was like. And here was a, a man who was prepared to give up his son for me. And that changed me from that day forward, that knowing that someone actually loved me. And through that, it just, it changed my whole world. It, it helped me with my wife. It helped me with my children. But most of all, it helped me with me because I stopped fearing failure and having to be the best at everything because I had someone there holding me up, holding you know, guarding my back and saying, it's going to be all right. And this time I'm going to talk a little bit longer because in the first service, I was a good husband. I allowed my wa- wife to have more, more, more talk time. <laughs> because she likes to talk, as you will find out. And welcome to my world. <laughs> but one of the scriptures that, I, that does work for me a lot in my life is Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And it's casting your cares upon the Lord. And for the first 39 years of my life, life was hard. Like, I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes as... People who do know me can attest to that. I still make them sometimes. But because of the Christian life, I actually thought, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough, I'm not good enough, and it'll never happen. But reading that, it was, God just said to me, give me your cares, I'll carry them. My way is actually a little bit easier than you realise. And I can help you along the way. And he has. He has really really well as my wife will actually let you in on a few little secrets but it's helped me with my boys I mean I have great kids and a lot of people come up and tell me complete strangers will come up and say you have fantastic boys they're polite they're courteous and they're helpful that wasn't through anything of my doing that was through God changing me to be a better example to them so because of the way that I treat their mother and the way that I treat others is because of who I became, not who I was. So, And my youngest boy, he really knows how to hit my button. Like, I mean, it used to be quite a large button and everyone could find it. But God, God shrunk it down, so it was just this little one. And he would come up and he just goes, how does that feel, Dad? And my temperature comes up. And I just want to choke him. (laughs) And send him up to God. (laughs) And say, you deal with him because I can't. But then you have God in your your ear and he'll be on your shoulder and he'll come up and he goes, no. He said, I'm better than that, so you're better than that. So with my help, I'm actually a better parent. And it keeps my anger down a bit. (laughs) But when it doesn't, I walk away because I have to. And when I calm down, we come back, we talk. And I actually learn a lot from my kids because they don't hold grudges. And I grew up in a... It was sort of the life that I had was, if you do wrong, I'm going to do it twice as hard to you. But my boys actually turn around and they... We can have a, a full-blown argument and I lose it within five minutes they're just coming back and they're crawling all over me going, I love you dad. And it just yeah. it blows me away every day that that happens. I know my wife's getting itchy. <laughs> She's starting to bite on my elbow, I can hear <laughs> Alright. Well I've talked enough. But I'd just like to encourage those that either are doing a little bit hard or they think that God's not on your side or that you can do it. God does talk to you. Shut down the white noise. The world is full of it. It has so much white noise to push into your life. Mm -hmm. If you can just quieten it down just a little bit, God will actually talk to you. And it's not a voice that you're not going to be familiar with because it's your own. I mean, me standing up here, I actually am ministering to myself on how to conduct myself because I forget how to do it sometimes. But God talks to you. He talks to you every day of every minute. And me being a truck driver, I have plenty of time to hear him, but I have plenty of the world right on my face, coming through my windscreen at me every day. But thankfully, I have this. I have this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, amen. Because she has to keep me strong. I'll, I'll hand it over to you now, dear.
1: Okay, so what I just want to share with you is how I learnt how to have a relationship with God by just with Adam being who he was at the time. He wasn't a believer. And so, how it's helped me in my marriage, but also it's not just for marriage, it's for every type of relationship that we've got. And so, it started when I was only a couple of months born again, and so I didn't really know how to hear from God. And so, but I was in my bedroom and I was ready to divorce Adam, and I thought, you know, it was just, I just had enough. And so, so remember, I just said, God, um, I didn't hear from him, because I just didn't know how to hear from him at the time, because I was only a baby Christian. But when I got to that point, I remember hearing him clearly saying, do you want to save your marriage? And I was thinking, all I thought about was the kids, because I thought, I really, morally, my mum and dad brought us up to, you stay with your, you know, your husband, and, because you've got children and stuff. So that's what I did. But the Lord showed me what you need to do is to love your husband no matter what. Now, that is not something I wanted to hear whatsoever. I was like, I just want to, you know, do a few fisty cuffs to him. But, you know, like the Lord showed me this is what you need to do. You need to love your husband no matter what. And so sure enough, he shows me a scripture that I wasn't really wanting to hear whatsoever so and that scripture is in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 so i'm sitting there in my bedroom and he goes do you want to save your marriage and i went yeah i do so he said this is what you need to do love your husband no matter what and i read this and i went love suffers long and i'm going yep and is kind and i'm like you've got to be kidding love does not envy i thought yeah that's all right Love does not parade itself or is puffed up. And I thought, I don't really puff myself up that much, but whatever. Does not behave rudely. And I'm thinking, oh, no. Like, I can't even argue with him. Does not seek its own. And I'm thinking, yep. Is not provoked and thinks no evil. And I was thinking, I think a lot of evil about that man, you know. And um, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Yep. Bears all things, oh, this is just getting better, believes all things, hopes all things and endures all things and love never fails and I thought, it was just like a moment of going, okay, God, well, you're telling me to do it, even though I'm just, I don't know much about him but I just knew that he was telling me to do this and so I responded and so he just ended up speaking to me just so quietly about Adam and how What I didn't want to hear is the Lord said to me, because I was like, well, how am I going to do it? So I knew he said that, and he said to me, you need to change. And I was like, are you? I said a few beepity beep words, because, you know, this was so good about God, is that I was such a baby Christian that I could just say what I thought to him, and he didn't care, you know, like, he just loved me the way I was. So I said a few choice words back to God, going, I don't need to change. He is the, I used to call him a heathen from hell. So he's the heathen. I'm nice. You know, I'm the Christian. So here I am going, yeah, puff yourself up. So he had to do such a work in me because I needed to change. And so for six months, it was awesome. Well, it wasn't awesome. It was really painful, but he was teaching me how to have a relationship with him. So it wasn't about what I wanted from Adam, he said, You just keep your eyes fixed on me. So it's like he showed me a triangle. Instead of coming this way, where I just wanted to say, You have beep, bitty, beep, beep, beep. And then vice versa, God said to me, He said, You need to start looking up to me. So whenever he was annoying me and I wanted to abuse him back, He says, You need to direct your words to me. And He said, Then I'll sort this out. And I was like, That's cool. No worries, Lord. You know, as I could do that. But something else he showed me was in um, John chapter 15, verse 4. And it was just about when you abide in me and I abide in you. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't really know what that meant, but I just sensed that it was, I needed to draw closer to God. And so, and that's exactly what happened. And so God gave me that love to give to Adam. He showed me from my relationship with God how I needed to treat Adam. And so I started actually being nice to him. So the first time I'm in the kitchen and he's home from work and he's cranky pants as usual and I'm going, okay, Lord, I've got a little assignment. He's going to help me with this assignment. And so he comes in and he's firing off something and I'm thinking, I'm going to rip him a new one, but I couldn't because God's in my ear going you don't need to say that and I'm like oh far out so I just took off to my bedroom and so and then I was like lord you sort him out and though and so God ended up just helping me to know how to respond to him i think he thought i must have been on something because we, i had to do this for months and like i'm not perfect so in that time i said a few choice words to him that he deserved at the time
0: I'm glad you think so.
1: (laughs) No, he did, and I did too. So I'm not standing here saying that I'm wonderful or anything, but it was so hard.
0: It says it in here don't be prideful.
1: I'm not being prideful, (laughs) but it was just like you know, women, okay? I'm the first to admit that I was a nag, I still have issues with that, you know what I mean, and I'm so, I love that my husband just goes, you know woman you just nag sometimes, I'm like okay, so now I don't, sometimes I'll get a bit like cranky and just say stuff to him, but it's not like it used to be, like because what's happened is God has spoken to me, he keeps speaking to me and going, this is how you're to respond and I'm like, Oh, wow. So now even in relationships, if someone has just ticked you off, I had it a couple of weeks ago and it's like the Lord goes, remember how you're supposed to act or or react? He said, don't react with your words. And I'm like, oh, I could just, oh, you know, because we're still human beings. I'm becoming renewed in my mind by the word of God But sometimes I still recognise that old man that's in there that goes, just say what you think. And I'm like, oh, that would be so good. It would sound awesome. I've got the right way I could say it to that person. And then I'm just like, oh, but love doesn't do that. And I'm like, God. You know, and then sometimes I think maybe just once I could do it. But I never do it because he's living and abiding me. I do it to him, but just not other people because that just wouldn't be the right thing to do. And... (laughs) But Adam does, he still gets it a bit, but, um, you know, but I'm just, I just think it's just so awesome how God just helps us in our relationships, and so even, I didn't know next, I knew next to nothing when I got to know him, so like we all are, but just having that time with him, that um, I would talk a lot, he wouldn't be doing a lot of talking, because I was talking a lot, but... he he would show me in his sure. word how I was to have a relationship with him. And so um, now I've forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, he showed me how, to, how he was talking to me because sometimes I didn't hear it in my, in my head or anything. To start with, it was in the word of God. I would sort of talk to him and then I'd just flick over to something and I'm like, oh, wow, he's just answered it. But now, like a couple of weeks ago, I was travelling to a client's home and I was chin-wagging with Jesus. That's what I say I do, chin-wag with Jesus. And um, I was just saying, Lord, you know what, I still do a lot of talking and I don't do a, you don't do a lot of, you know, answering back. I'm sorry. Like, I do talk a lot. And you know what he said to me? He goes, you are so funny. And I was like, well, I don't think I am, but so it's got to be him talking to me. And, um, yeah, I think I've said enough. But anyway... <laughs> Do you have anything else to say, Adam? You'd have to have some more.
0: Not as much as you. <laughs> but? But well, when it comes to, as Marisa <laughs> was saying, when it comes to relationships, we don't take it to each other anymore. Well, not very often. No. <laughs> no. We do, well, I have learnt to take it to God. Um, and using and that's using the scriptures in Mark 11, 20, 23 and 24. I mean... It says, you know, speak to your mountain and have a cast in the sea. Did that once. Didn't work. <laughs> it dislocated a finger. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. why, don't you tell, why don't you
0: tell that story? Oh, well, we were playing. I threw a ball and her finger went sideways. Went that
1: way. So I said a few choice Michael. words to him that day.
0: Yeah, but God helped you with that. I know he did. Because even the hospital couldn't believe that it wasn't hurting. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the main one that I get from that is in verse 24 and it says I tell you you can pray for anything and if you believe you'll receive it and that's for wanting things but that can also be wanting either a change in yourself a change in your relationship a change in your partner call it in you know it's not just talk about your problems all the time call in the things that you want to be better you know it's calling in the blessings because they're ours as Andy sang in the song mm. the promises are ours yes and amen. amen Amen. so our relationship has grown exponentially from using these verses amen. and speaking into our lives in a positive way not just whinging and whining about the problems all the time mm. because half the time the whinging and the whining about the problem is yours it's not your partner it's mm. actually you're the one with the problem because if you're offended in a relationship, the offence is on you, not on them. Because you're offended. They don't know what they've done. Sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's good too. But the word helps. It'll soften you. It'll soften yeah. your heart so that you can approach it properly and talk mm. and communicate.
1: Yeah. So I wasn't seeing any results with Adam. Like the Lord said to me, it's going to get worse. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Mm. But... What the Lord did say to me, he said, you need to start speaking what you want, what you want to see. And I'm like, praise God. So I started saying, instead of, you know, he, because he would be angry all the time, I'd be like, my husband is the happiest husband. You know, and I had to, I didn't believe it at all. You still
0: all, don't have the time.
1: But I just had to keep speaking it because, you know, like faith mm. comes by hearing and hearing the mm. word of God. But it also comes by what comes out of your mouth. Mm. I had to be quiet a lot too, which was really bad. Because the Lord would say, you don't need to say that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I had to really start zipping it. And I'm still learning how to do that. He just loves that. Anyway,
0: yeah.
1: I'm going to... We're going to I'm going to. I'm <laughs> sorry. So what I would notice in other people, and if Kevin and um, Anna would come up, that would be really good. What I wanted to know in other people is how do other people talk with Jesus? Like I just am so interested in seeing how people communicate with Jesus themselves. So I'm privileged to work with Rev Kev. I call him Rev Kev 11 from heaven. So, you know, and I just, we have chinwags about Jesus. He calls it Mouse walla. So we, we talk about Jesus, but I observe what they are like with their kids and how they have their relationship with each other. And so it's just really awesome just to be standing with them today and them being able to share from their heart about um, relationships. So it's awesome. There you go, darling. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, you guys.
2: Hey, we love you so much. Thank you. I have the privilege of serving with Marisa at the Bible school, and yes, we do have lots of chinwags. <laughs> mouse water yeah in uh, png pigeon that's the word for chinwag (laughs) well uh, we're going to continue to share about relationships in the family so you'll get to hear a bit of our story but in fact it's a testimony of the word of god and the power of the word of god in our lives so just for 30 seconds Let's just give thanks to God for his word. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for your word that is working mightily in us. Hallelujah. We give you thanks and we praise you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your word in our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. And in the time that we have, we'd like to uh, share with you three areas That have helped us uh, in our relationships with the family, within the family, and also outside the family as well. And those three areas are building a strong foundation in the Word of God, prayer, and being planted in church. For a brief uh, background, our family moved to Australia in uh, 2002. Our eldest girl, Annalise, was uh, 11 then and uh, Naomi was uh, nine, and our son Andrew was seven. Although we had been uh, to Australia previously on my work posting, the circumstances were different this time because we were now relocating uh, to settle permanently here in uh, modern Australia, multicultural Australia, the people, the way of life, the language and culture. And all these areas would inevitably uh, impact in our relationships as a family, uh, settling into our new environment and into a new blended community of people. So um, I attended first year that same year at um, Raymer Bible Training College uh, Gold Coast Campus, and uh, we decided to uh, have our kids homeschooled by Anna. So you may ask, uh, so how do you deal with uh, the challenges that uh, a huge change like this uh, brings? Where everything is uh, new, the new place, new people, new direction in in our lives and uh, and calling and ministry, new church, uh, schooling for our kids, new relationships. The answer is we went to the word of God. We didn't have much of the material possessions that one would need when you're venturing into such a new uh, lifestyle. But praise God, praise God, we remembered to bring our Bibles with us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. My attending uh, Raymond Bible School and and the kids being homeschooled through uh, the Australian Christian Academy, ACA, Uh, gave us the opportune time to build a good foundation of the Word uh, in our home. Uh, The ACA um, had a good Word content weaved into the school curriculum, so whilst our kids were getting educated, they were also receiving a good daily dose of the Word of God. If I can uh, share with you a scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16, it says... uh, Take heed to yourself and to the teaching of the word. Continue in them that you might save yourself and those who hear you. Paul was instructing Timothy, his son in the faith, saying, take good care of yourself. Get your life in order. Keep yourself in good shape spiritually. Ensure that you have a good diet of the word in your life and build a strong foundation in the truth of God's word. And the result of that would be that you will not only save yourself, but that you will also help others along the way. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 also says, keep your hearts with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. The CEB version puts it this way. It says, Put a guard, protect your heart, for life flows from it. This verse of scripture, it um, implies the idea that it's like putting a security guard stationed at the door of your house who will screen everyone that comes to the door, and he gets to decide who to let in and who not to let in. So if kindness came along and said, Hi, I'm kindness, he will say, That's good. You're welcome. You can go in. If anger comes along, he will say, Sorry, you're not allowed in. You're staying out. If patience comes along, he will say, Good. You're allowed to go in. If fear comes along, he'll say, no, you're not allowed to go in. If joy comes along, he'll say, yes, go in. If offense comes along, he'll say, no, you're, you're not going in, you're staying out. If peace comes along, he'll let him in. But if strife comes along, he'll stop him at the door. If trust comes along, he'll let him in. If suspicion comes along, he'll let him out. And so on. Because relationships are about giving from the inside of us. As we heard last Sunday, that it's not so much of what you can get out of a relationship, but it's what can you bring to that relationship. So the quality and the outflow from our lives depends on the quality of the word of God that we put into our lives. And especially when pressure comes, that's when we need to draw on the inside on the good things that Christ has done in our lives. The early years of our settling into Australia wasn't all smooth sailing and easy going. I was used to enjoying a management career with Shell Oil Company For 15 years prior to that through which our family got to enjoy a lot of the luxuries of life. Now I was on a student visa with limited work and with limited income to support a family of five. So there was lots of opportunity to get anxious, to worry, to fear, a lot of opportunity for frustration, in fighting and disharmony, and for strife to come in. Turn. My turn. <laughs>
3: um, I'd like to refer you to a scripture in Deuteronomy 6, verse 6. And Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 reads like this. And these words which I have commanded you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the wayside, when you lie down, and when you rise up. That's pretty much the whole day. <coughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
3: So for three years, we homeschooled our children. We schooled together together we played and prayed together. We walked together. We didn't have a car at the time, so there was plenty of walking. Walking to church, walking to the shops. We enjoyed it though. We ate together and we learned the Word of God together. What Kevin was taught at Raymond Bible College, he would bring home. Our family became his congregation to teach and to pass on what he learned. We were like a mini Bible school. (laughs) Unfortunately, many times Andrew and I fell asleep (laughs) while Kevin was preaching. We'll blame it on the time of the day. (laughs) The girls were more attentive members of the congregation. On the kids' birthdays, we bought a Bible for each of them as a gift, and they would, we encouraged them to bring it to our family devotions. We encouraged them to highlight the scriptures that we went through and, and for them to read them over again in their own times. One of the foundational subjects that Kevin learned at Bible school was the love of God. So he taught that to the family in a series. You can see why he's still in Bible school. <laughs> he had us to personalize 1 Corinthians 13, which Marissa and uh, Adam were um, also f- uh, sharing from that today, the love chapter. And uh, he, he, he led us to do this by putting the, our names in the place of the word love. And so we would say it like this. Anna is patient and kind. Anna is not jealous, boastful, or proud. Anna is not rude or selfish or quick-tempered. Anna does not keep a record of wrongs that others do. And Anna believes in the best of others. Anna is loyal, supportive, and trusting. Anna never fails. Love never fails. God never fails. And he has never failed. He'll never fail. The power in the life in the word established our hearts and guided our lives and had a great impact in our relationships within the family and outside. The word of God and prayer created structure and order in our home. And that's not to say we did not have disagreements or issues. We lived in a small three-bedroom unit. Two-bedroom unit for a start. The girl shared one room, and Andrew didn't have a room. He stayed in the study.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He slept anywhere. And he slept pretty much <laughs> anywhere
3: in the living room. <laughs> so you can imagine we had disagreements, especially when it, you know, a space was limited. But we did, and when those times and issues arose, we held each other accountable to the word. And I remember sometimes one would run off to the room and the other would go and knock outside and say, what did the word of God say? Did mom and dad say that? You know, like, and we'd do the same, uh, Kevin and I, like mm-hmm. hold each other accountable to the word. Mm-hmm. So reproof, correction, forgiveness was followed through with prayer and the grace of God mm-hmm. helped us a great deal. Mm. God is faithful. God, mm. God's heart is for us. Mm. God's heart is for you and your family. Mm. God wants you to succeed and be victorious in your family. Amen. Mm. There was a time in our lives, well, eight years actually after we, we um been in Australia, we hadn't gone back to visit our family. So um, the kids and I were getting ready to go back and visit family and have a holiday. And uh, in the midst of that, a situation arose, and the kids got into an argument, and uh, they were, like, exchanging harsh words, and they were so upset, they were like, words were flying in between, and um, they were angry. This went on for a while, and I remember Kevin telling us to resolve that matter before we left. As the devil, would you strive to bring disunity amongst us? So we had to deal with it first. It wasn't easy because, you know, when you're angry and you're upset, you don't want to say sorry, you know? <laughs> sorry is the last thing you think about. <laughs> but we knew we had to deal with it. And it was the right thing to do. I mean, even with. Husband and wife, husband, you know, mm. it's like, <laughs> why did you do that? You should mm. know better, you mm. know, that sort of thing. But <laughs> mm. we prayed and forgiven one another, and God gave us the grace mm. to gain victory over it. And mm. as a result of doing this, our trip became a very fruitful time of ministry as a team to our folks in PNG. I ministered the word at every village we visited, and the children ministered uh, in worship, song, and dance. And many lives were touched. Mm-hmm. I actually asked them to help me in the prayer lines. And mm-hmm. they were in their teenage years then. Mm-hmm. So um, they, they had the opportunity to, to um, minister with me. For me personally, as a mother and wife, Prayer was key in my life. I went to the throne of grace regularly to talk with the Lord about my family, casting our cares. You know, we come from PNG, so it was a you know it was a challenge trying to blend into the Australian life. And uh, God gave grace. I asked one of our kids the other day the thing they remember most growing up in our home, and as you know. Um, they're all not. They moved out. Two, hmm. two married, um, and uh, our older daughter, Annalise, she lives. Uh, she rents. And uh, I remember, he said the thing that he remembered most was the voice of prayer in the home. And hmm. I'm glad it was the voice of prayer.
2: <laughs>
3: Praise God. The pressures of life and the daily grind of everyday life can affect our communication with each other as husband and wife and parents with children. So going to God in prayer was a lifeline, not just pouring on God our worries and anxieties, but we also learned in the word to speak God's word in our situations and circumstances. In the early stages of our marriage, when a situation arose, the natural thing to do was to blame each other and argue like who was right and, you know, carry on. But over the years, the words been teaching us to be careful with our words, the words of our mouth, because words can build and words can tear down. Now when we are faced with pressures, Kevin and I would... Rather, resort to praying in the spirit to seek wisdom on the situation than try to debate it. Moving to Australia permanently, our family actually lived in three different countries, in Papua New Guinea, Australia, and the Solomon Islands before we actually came down again to Australia at different times. So our children were growing up in different places at this time. And in every place that we lived, church was central in our lives and our children. Church to our children was life and fun. They sang, they danced, they served, and they got involved in the life of the church from as young as four and five. Church was a major part of their growing up. And seeing the children growing in the things of God celebrating their giftings of music, song, and dance, and worship brought much happiness to our home. Their growing up in church also helped them in social relationships as they grew older and went on to um, state schools. Some time ago, Pastor Patsy ministered the word about the mother of Moses Mm preparing the basket to put her baby in, and she let the basket go with the baby in it into the same river that everyone threw their babies into. But the time came when our kids were with us at home. It was an opportune time to weave that basket for them. Eventually, the time came when they went on to attend state school, the basket was ready, weaved with word and prayer. We prayed and declared. That they were surrounded with the favor of God, and favor with their peers, and their teachers. We trusted the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit to give confidence with the interpersonal skills with how to relate and how to make friends. And we constantly reminded them that they carried the anointing of God in their lives. And as they went to school, instead of being influenced by other children, they were a godly influence to them. I love this scripture in psalms 92 verse 13 which say which says they that be planted in the house of the lord they shall flourish in the courts of our god
2: hallelujah praise god the musicians could come up now thank you hallelujah god is so good Today, we have heard about relationships in the family. Family originates from the heart of God. The Bible tells us that God is the one in whom the family in heaven and in earth is named. Today, we would like to give you the opportunity to become a child of God and be a part of his family in his family you can grow and experience his love he wants you to know that his love for you is unconditional and it's eternal the scriptures that the Makitos were sharing and Anna was sharing establish your heart in the love of God because in any situation whatever it may be relational financial materially health know that love of God in your heart that, that God loves you so much. <laughs> you are so loved dearly and unconditionally. He thinks a world of you today. Hallelujah. Even before Jesus performed any miracles at all, raising the dead, healing the sick, the voice came from heaven this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. God is pleased with you today. His love is extended towards you today. Hallelujah. Establish your heart in his love. Praise God. I'm going to lead us in a prayer as a family of of, uh, believers today and as a church family. And uh, if it is your first time to first opportunity for you to receive the Lord into your lives I want you to mean that prayer and believe it in your heart as we pray together say this after me dear heavenly father Father. I thank you for your great love you love. You you love me so much that you gave your son Jesus for me. Your word says, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that God raised him from the dead, I will be saved. Lord Jesus, I believe today and I open the door of my heart and invite you to be lord of my life i thank you father in jesus name i pray amen
0: thanks for listening we're always encouraged to hear how god is using this ministry to change lives if you have a story you would like to share about how god is working in your life please let us know and send us an email at church at rhema.org.au. if you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brand.org.au.